0: the psalm David wrote when he was in the desert of Judah it says "O God you are my God earnestly I seek you my soul thirsts for you my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you I will praise you as long as I live and in your name I will lift up my hands My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Because you are my help, I will sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. They who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. That the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced.
1: Well, it's great that we can all be here as we come to look at this wonderful psalm uh, in God's Word. But let's ask God to help us as we consider these words in the Bible. Let's pray. Uh, Dear God, we thank you for this psalm, Psalm chapter 63. We ask that you would help each of us as we consider what's better than life. Help us to wonder and to look at what you say in your word and to concentrate on what it has to say. And may we respond appropriately to what is better than life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what is better than life? Or maybe, uh, what couldn't you live without? For the movie release of The Jungle Book, they did this very survey, asking this very question. What are the bare necessities of life? The things that you couldn't live without. And the top five results were an internet connection, pretty important, television, a cuddle, a trustworthy best friend, and a daily shower. Personally, I could probably live without a daily shower, as I do anyway, But uh, the rest are fairly important, aren't they? But are they really more important than life? You know, it'd be tough living without them, but how important are they really? What's more important than life? What's better than life? What we'll look at this evening is better than life. It's so good that life isn't really worth it. Without it. The author of this psalm, named David, understood there was only one thing better than life. Only one thing he couldn't live without. And that is God's love. God's love is better than life. So much so that it changes your life. This is what Psalm 63 makes very clear. God's love changes David's life and it can change your life. God's love changes our life. God's love is better than life. So if you look at the psalm, at its intro that Anna said at the start, a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. The wilderness David finds himself in is most likely when he's fleeing for his life from his son Absalom. Absalom is the son he loves, but uh, he's raised a coup against David and he's brought a massive army to Jerusalem. So David has had to flee for his life into the wilderness. Uh, Anything, anything really, if you think of where David's at, would be better than where he is now. Yet this psalm tells us that all that he can think about is his earnest desire for God. If you look at verse 1, it says, O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You know, when when your body is parched, when you're craving water, when you can't even lick your lips because your mouth is so dry and you would give anything for a drop of moisture. When that desire is everything that drives your next move and thought, that's David's desire here for God. But why? Why does David desire God with all his soul? It's because of what David knows about God. If you look at verse 2 and 3, he says, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. Here it is. David has beheld God in his power and glory. And what does he see? He sees a love that is better than life. David would prefer to die rather than to live without God's love. At this point in David's life, it's very possible he could die. uh, But David wouldn't give up anything, including his very life, for this love from God. Because this love is better than life. It's better than safety from Absalom. It's better than the comforts of his palace. It's better than life itself there's this uh, little skit where the criminal comes out and he pulls up out his gun and he says, your, your money or your life? And there's a bit of a pause. So he prints, your money or your life? And the victim responds, I'm thinking it over. <laughs> here, here David isn't even thinking it over. When it comes to God's love or your life, David chooses God's love every time. It is better than life. We have to we have to ask the question though, what is this extraordinary love that David considers better than life? Well, we need to think of David's life before this threat with Absalom and God's promise David that no matter what he would always love David without condition. This is the God that created everything, the God that raised David up from a shepherd to a king the God that has saved his life numerous times, the God that has made his name great, the God that has brought him peace, the God that has forgiven his worst of sins. This is the God that knows David and has promised David that one of his descendants would reign forever. This is the God that David considers his love to be better than life. And what a wonderful God wouldn't it be awesome to know a God that intimately knows and loves you unconditionally? David experienced this. That's why he can call out, God, you are my God and your love is better than life. And this love changes David's life. David responds to this love really in three ways through the rest of the psalm that I think we would all do if we realized what David is experiencing. It makes sense. In fact, you could probably imagine that if you were David and considered God's love better than life, you would probably respond the way David responds here in this psalm. In three ways, by glorifying God, by being satisfied in God, and by remembering God. So the knowledge of this love leads David to glorify God. Look at verse 3 to 4 with me says because your love is better than life my lips will glorify you i will praise you as long as i live and in your name i will lift up my hands now maybe you're a little like my father-in-law who reacts to musicals with some disdain he finds it a little ridiculous to think of watching someone sing but Maybe you're a little like that, but every now and then with me, like just this week when I finished my last exam, I found myself humming a little tune. Uh, if you could call it a tune, I'm not very tuneful, but, but my daughter was doing her dance that she does, this little girl. But have you ever, maybe you've caught yourself when you've been just so excited or, or relieved that your exam's done or something else is finished, and maybe you've caught yourself whistling or something. Here, David, he doesn't just hum a tune or whistle. David reacts to God's love by wanting to shout it out. He wants to sing out about God's goodness for all to hear. He wants to lift up his hands to praise God. And David knows God's love, which leads him to lift up his hands to honour God above everything else and to want to tell other people about this great God. He wants to glorify God. And wouldn't you want to? If you knew this love that is better than life, wouldn't you? This overflowing gratitude and overwhelming desire to give God glory causes David to be fully satisfied. If you look at verse 5 with me, it says, My soul will be satisfied. As with the richest of foods, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. David isn't really looking at himself anymore and wanting to please himself anymore. He, he sees one thing like a bull that sees red. All David sees is God's love that is better than life and he focuses in on that and that And that caused him to want to give God glory, and that brings David satisfaction. Who would have thought that by focusing on God instead of himself brings satisfaction? Yet this is how it is. This is how God's created humanity to be. When there's something greater outside of ourselves that we stand for and focus on, we could find Satisfaction from that, and feast on that. It's like it's like when you get out of the city and into the country. I grew up in the country, and when there's there's no city lights around, and, and when the moon isn't shining brightly, and you look up at the night sky, and there are just thousands upon thousands of stars. And, and I look at that, and I'm just awestruck, and I'm content to just look at it for five minutes. And then my neck gets sore, but, but it's just amazing. Here, David sees God's love and is satisfied. As satisfied as when the body and the taste buds save a rich, delicious food. There was a devastating time in my life where my dad found out that his cholesterol levels were too high. And all of those rich, delicious foods that I loved, were taken out of our diet by mum. Even the uh, golden syrup dumplings, I didn't know dumplings were savoury, they were dessert for me, but golden syrup dumplings, when they're taken out of the oven and they smell so sweet, the rich, delicious food that is so satisfying and David equates a feast that satisfies his hunger with God's love that satisfies his entire being. This is the response of a man enraptured with God's love. And if we were loved like David is so completely, wouldn't it be a joy to do the same as David does? for our lives and desires to be enveloped by this extravagant love. And of course, David's life changes not only by glorifying God and being satisfied in God, but this love that he knows, he, will, he never forgets. He always remembers. This love that is better than life, it is seared into his brain and he loves to think about it. Look at verse 6 to 11, he says this, "On my bed I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night, because you are my help. I sing in the shadow of your wings. My soul clings to you, and your right hand upholds me. They who seek to destroy my life, they who seek my life will be destroyed." They will go down to the depths of the earth. They'll be given over the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him while the mouths of liars will be silenced. God's love alters David's focus. It alters his priorities his entire life changes to thinking and dwelling on God and clinging to God. Even when, when enemies come against him, when life throws its worst at him, when everything is taken away from him and he could cry out, why me? Absalom is destroying his life. He could have easily been drowned in the hopelessness he is now in, but instead he drowns his thoughts in the joy of this love that is better than life. David clings to God, dwelling on his love, knowing that God will uphold him with his right hand. It's like if you've ever been to Hole's Gap, Uh, there's a a challenge there called the nerve test on the summit walk. And what it is, there's this uh, thin bit of rock that goes out and and it drops on both sides. So it's a bit of a challenge because it's dangerous. And there's rock at the end and you sort of go to the end and turn around and come back. And one time I was feeling particularly brave and I wanted to accomplish this task. So I gave my camera to a friend and I got down on my hands and knees and crawled a little bit away, which may have been cheating. But while I was crawling... I was just clinging to that rock for dear life, hoping that wind wouldn't wouldn't come and blow me over. Here, David clings, but he doesn't just cling to a rock where a gust of wind could knock you off. He clings to God that is all-powerful and holds him firm. if you knew of something or someone that could have your back and hold you firm through the fiercest of storms and the roughest of waves, wouldn't you remember that? Wouldn't you cling to that? David glorifies God, is satisfied in God, and never forgets this love that is better than life. David knows God's love and it changes his life. what would you do if you knew a love that is better than life? A love that you considered more important and so great that you could not live without it. Because the love that David knows, the love that is better than life, the love of this love of God... Is offered to you. But not a love that brings you from being a shepherd to a king and offers you protection. No, the love that is offered to you, to me, is so much more than what David realizes. What God offers us now is even better the promise God gave to David that one of his descendants would reign forever, that king has come and that king offers us a love that is better than life. That, that king, Jesus Christ, wants to show love to you. When I, when I say this, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I say Jesus loves you? I say that sentence and how many of you, me included, think, yeah, the king loves us. Jesus loves us. Of course he does. I'm pretty lovable. Instead of first wondering, why would God love me? Have you ever asked yourself that? If I'm honest, I don't always even like myself. I've done things that are horrible. And if someone knew all of my thoughts and all of my actions, how could they love me? And God knows all of those things. Why would he love me? Even my wife, who loves me the most in this world, finds it hard at times to show me that she loves me. When I, when I stupidly muck up and fail all too often. Don't you feel that sometimes? Sometimes. When you've when you've let people down? When you realize that you're not perfect? When you've been a pain to someone? When we haven't been as loving as we should be? Have you ever asked yourself, Why would God love me? In fact, God says that we're his enemies because we've rebelled against the king. We're not even his friends. Why would God look at you and I and love us? And as unbelievable as it is, and we need to see it as unbelievable, God loves us. He loves us so much that even though we are unlovable, God chose to forget all of our wrongs. Instead, God gave his own son who died and was rejected and suffered when we should have died and been rejected and suffered. And not only does God's love for you cause him to die for you, it has no limit. Most people's love fathers, it has limits. It it at times expires after tragic events or heartache. Yet God's love is unconditional. It doesn't matter what you've done. He will forgive you. and Not because this love is cheap, but because the greatest price has already been paid. Jesus Christ's death. This unbelievable unconditional, unrepayable love is what God offers you in Jesus Christ. This is a love that is better than life. How will you respond? If we truly understand this love, it changes our life. David knew God's love and it changed everything for him. We know God's love more than David could have imagined that God would sacrifice himself for us. How much more should the love of God that we now know change everything? How much more should we want to glorify God? How much more should we be overjoyed with this satisfaction of this love? How much more should we never forget this love that God offers? Is that your response? For myself, I don't always find it easy to be overjoyed with this news. Often I'm too busy thinking about what's next in my list of tasks to do for the day. Or I'm too busy thinking about what's going to happen next in the TV series I'm going to watch. Or or how's the plans for future savings going? Or how's my relationship with other people going? Or what's going to happen when the baby we're expecting comes soon? And all too often we're too tired and we're too exhausted and we're worried and we're concerned and we're thinking about everything else. We don't consider God's love enough. I get too consumed with what is going on in life, I forget this great love that is better than life. How do you go? Do you respond like David does? We must see God's love in Jesus Christ for what it is better than life. And commit wholeheartedly to this great love that he offers. To say with David, "O God, you are my God, the God that loves me. Can you say that? Do you mean that? Do you realize what that means? The only one in this universe that is in charge of all loves you. He wants us to cry out, Oh God, you are my God. Will you say that to God? He offers each of us a love that is better than life. Will you accept it? When writing this sermon on this psalm, I remember God's love seen in Christ. And it is a joy that his love is satisfying. His love is better than life. And when I remember this love, I want to cling to God and God alone. And you can too. Without this love that God offers, without it, I wouldn't have purpose. I wouldn't have forgiveness from God. I wouldn't have a hope for eternity that drives me. I would have nothing to rely on. I would be setting myself up for God's wrath. This is everything. God's love seen in Jesus Christ is better than life. Will you accept that? A man named Haik in Iran. He knew this love of Christ that is better than life. He truly believed that it was better to die knowing this love than to live without it. The last Sunday he preached to his church. He said, blessed are you when you are persecuted on Jesus' account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. And that week he was found dead in an unmarked grave with 27 stab wounds around his heart. This man knew God's love in Christ that is better than life. Despite the dangers, he accepted this wondrous love and we in no way have to face what he faced, but we are offered the same love in Christ that he knew. Will you commit your life to God whose love seen in Jesus Christ Is better than life. Let's pray.